I just can't do it anymore. I have nothing left. Between the divorce, the cancer, your mom dying and being laid off, I know it feels like you're going through a lot. <laughs> Believe me, I have been there. Just remember, when God closes a door, he opens a window. And never forget, God never gives you more than you can handle. Uh, uh, uh. God never said that. Hey everybody, welcome to the second week of Life Group discussion for the series God Never Said That. I know that we've got a lot of new life groups that are forming, and I want to say um, especially thank you to those of you who are leaders who have stepped up to take the very important role of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And those of you that are new to life groups, I thank God for you for having the courage perhaps to get out of your comfort zone and to open up and to really share your heart with other people because we believe that the purest form of the church is the life group, the small group, and that life is better together. And so what we're going to do today is really simple. We're going to read a few Bible verses together. I'm going to ask you three different discussion questions, and then we're going to leave some time at the end of our discussion for you to pray for one another, because that's one of the most important things we ever do in a life group is to strengthen one another in prayer. And so I want to start with kind of an icebreaker question, and we're talking about common things that people believe God said, but God never said. Last week we talked about this, you know, above all else, God wants you happy. I want you to think about some advice that someone gave you that was spiritual, but not godly. Think, think about it for a minute. For example, I heard for years people say things like, you know, God has one special person for everybody. There's one right person. And while that sounds incredibly romantic, and I couldn't believe there'd be anybody better than Amy for me, but while that just sounds perfect, the logic of it is this. If one person marries the wrong person, then guess what? The whole system's messed up. There's the domino effect. And so while there's one perfect person for everybody, Sounds good, God never said that. Think about it, what advice have you heard? Somebody said, well, God never closes the door without opening a window. God never said that. God won't give you more than you can handle. God helps those who help themselves. You might have some really funny stories of some spiritual advice that wasn't true. Talk about some time when someone gave you some advice that wasn't something God said. All right, let's dive into the second question. My pastor used to say this. He used to say, either you're in the middle of a difficult season, or you're about to go into a difficult season, or you're coming out of a difficult season. I never liked when he said that, but the reality is life can often be like that. Um, if you're not in the middle of a difficult time right now, chances are pretty good that somebody close to you is. Life can be very, very difficult. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble but take heart, I've overcome the world. So often people think, well, if I'm going through a hard time, God must not be with me. But the reality is we often best experience the presence of God when we're sensitive to his presence in the middle of really, really difficult times. In fact, the first thing we talked about in the message was that you can experience the presence of God when you're going through challenges. 
why would God allow us to have more than we could handle? Well, sometimes it's so that we can truly get to know his faithfulness and experience his presence. There are valleys in life and there are mountaintops and we may shout the goodness of God from the mountaintops, but we experience his presence and get to know him most often best when we're in the valleys. What I want you to do before you answer this question is someone can read from Psalm 145. I'd love for you to read a big portion of scripture from verse nine through verse 18, and then focus on verse 18 where we talk about God hearing from us when we call on him. He's, he is with us when we call on him. Psalm 145 verses nine through 18. And then I would love for you to answer the question, how have you experienced the presence of God when you had more than you can handle? I can think of so many different times in my life where I just thought I can't make it another day. I don't have enough faith. I don't have enough energy. I don't have, an, I'm not a good enough leader. And it was in those low, 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 low times where I really, truly experienced the presence of God. How have you experienced the presence of God when you had more than you can handle? Psalm 145, nine through 18, and then let's go around the room and talk about how have you experienced the presence of God when you had more than you can handle? All right, this third question is where we move into application and we're really going to try to let the Holy Spirit speak to us about how he's going to transform us and conform us into the image of Christ. And so before you really talk about that, if you have time, I'd love for you to read 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses seven through 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses seven through 10. And this again is Paul talking about the thorn. And just to get this fresh in your spirit that when we are weak, God is completely strong. And so for the application, what I'd like for you to do is to think about specifically, what weakness do you need to embrace in order to fully experience the power of God? What specific weakness do you need to embrace to fully experience the power of God? For example, in my life at one point, I had to embrace the reality that I needed help. I needed counseling, that I was a workaholic and had to acknowledge it, that this is it's not cool, that it's honestly, it's a sickness, that I needed help from the outside in order to find healing from this. Um, in my preaching, you know, again, my tendency to be a workaholic, I would obsess you know, for years in kind of over-preparing, and I had to embrace that, humanly speaking, I just don't have enough. And so by embracing that weakness now, Instead of being that guy in the rowboat, um, using my own strength, I'm learning to put the sails up and let the wind of the Spirit do the work for me. So I'm embracing the reality that no matter how much I work and how hard I try, I can't bring enough without the work of God in my life. I simply will never be effective as a biblical communicator. And so those are a couple of weaknesses that I've learned to embrace. What I want you to do um, for many of you is right now, you're facing more than you can handle. And the good news is, after this question, we'll pray for one another and you'll really learn to experience the presence and the power of God. Um, before we pray, let's just be very specific because if we don't own where we need to change, then we never give God permission to change us. What specific weakness do you need to embrace to fully experience the power of God? What specific weakness do you need to embrace to fully experience the power of God? Talk openly and then pray freely and let Jesus touch and bring healing in your life. 